Comment ça va? Très bien, merci. Ah, listen to you. Ça va? Ah, aussi moi. <laughs> Now, that's a little bit of a hint mm -hmm. about where we're going to be taste bud traveling today. Favorite of both of us. We're going to France. Ah. Where have you been? I have a couple of whistle stop visits through Paris. Yes. Is my sort of French experience, yeah. How long is a whistle stop? For me, whistle stop would be two nights, that kind of thing. Like almost just a little get in, get a taste of it, get out kind of situation. Maybe maybe a transit on the way to somewhere else. Uh, so nowhere else in France? Uh, no. No, so Eurostar wow. from London over yep. to France. Amazing experience. Um, going over on the train is brilliant. Quite posh as well if you're in first class or something. Lovely meal and maybe some champagne or a red wine en route. And then you just pull into the centre of Paris and the place just unfolds in front of you. And, you know, you can do that in the day, can't you? You can go across. You could, absolutely could. Shop, have lunch in Paris and go back to London. Pretty extravagant day, but, day trip, oh, don't you think? <laughs> but oh, a good nice. one. Yeah. However, there's a whole lot more to France than just Paris. Yeah. And yeah. I've been a few times yeah. um, over the years. Do you have a favourite part of the oh, country? Look, you know what? Paris is, is the last time I stayed in a, in a district called Le Marais, uh -huh. which was sort of newly chic, near the Pompidou Art oh, Gallery there. Great. And just a walk down to... My heart beats when I say this, Notre Dame, mm -hmm. because it was sort of beautiful and intact then and just wonderful to look at. Yeah. But Paris is, is extraordinary as it always is. But I, the Loire Valley, which has all those chateaux, um, is an amazing part of, of, of France and it's just so beautiful to travel around. So is that quite close to Paris? Like how uh, would you get to the Loire no, Valley? No, it's a drive and it's a good one, uh -huh. you know, because France is pretty big. Yeah. Um, But it's there's I think uh, Chenonceau is one of the ones that stands out, and I'm thinking that's the one that has something like 365 chimneys, just amazing. Wow. But all the chateaux are very beautiful, and of course the Loire Valley I think is pretty famous for its wines, uh -huh. which we might find out later on. Okay. Um, but two gorgeous along the Riviera, Monte Carlo, and mm -hmm. you have to go into the casino, of course. Mm -hmm. And look pretty damn schmick <laughs> when you do so. I'd have nothing to wear, Julia. Uh, well, you just maybe you go and hire it for the okay. moment. Yeah. Go in and see how you go. But and and as we were leaving, we were we had pointed out to us the balcony where people throw themselves over after a, an unlucky Bit of a night run. of gambling. Mm. Yes, the house mm -hmm. goes. The car goes, perhaps the boat that's in the harbour goes. Uh -huh. So over they go. Okay. Um, but beautiful and amazing. And, of course, the Principality of um, Monaco is fraught with all the romance and the beauty mm. of Princess Grace, of course. Wow, of course, And yeah. the you know, Prince Rainier, that family. Yeah. But then again, and, and I'm just taking over here and telling you what you should be doing next yeah. time you go. <laughs> but then there's Nice. Uh-huh. Um, which is also an exquisite city on the coast. And I remember being there many years ago um, and I was flying out of Nice and pretty much every single woman in the airport had nearly a floor-length fur coat, no. not that they would do that today and that's mm -hmm. a very good thing, and a dog on a lead. Oh, wow. And every single one of them looked so stylish. It was ridiculous. It's almost as cliched in a lovely way as the man on the bicycle with a striped shirt and a baguette. Almost. Yeah. I wonder if he's true. I think he probably is. I think he is. I feel like I've seen him. It sounds a bit like, and, and from the, the, the parts of it that I've seen, it's a bit of a fairy tale country, France. There's mm. so many absolutely wonderful things to do. You do have to know the language a bit mm -hmm. um, because... The, They're notoriously A, a little bit tight speakers, with, right? their, with yeah. their language. And I remember we um, one night when we went into a little place to... to um, 
book and stay the night. We did order a room for two fish, ah. not two people. De poisson. Yes, mm. de poisson mm-hmm. as, as that, opposed to de personne. That's an yes. easy, easy mistake, Julia. Yes, they, yeah. and they did look at us quizzically. Yeah. But the food, <laughs> let's talk about a bit of French food. Mm. Love it. Love it. Um, and my kind of I, – I just like the really simple stuff, literally, a baguette with maybe something from the, you know, maybe some kind of saucisson and some fromage, and I'm as happy as Larry. What yeah. about French sauces? What about all those beautiful things that, that, that the French cook with? And then their desserts. Not not into any of that? Oh, uh, look, so if, if I'm ever – um, faced with a two-course meal and I have the option of an entree and a main or a main and a dessert, it's always entree main for me. So you can have the dessert and I'll have the, uh, I'll have the entree. But the patisserie, for which they're famous, and of course we use yeah. that word all the time, yeah. I mean the extent of their desserts and their, and their small cakes. and oh, It's just treats galore. It's ridiculous. It you know? is. Yeah. And, you, and you think about what you can have for breakfast. It's a French patisserie. Yeah, well, often starting with a hot chocolate or a pain au chocolat, something like that. What about a croissant? Yep. Absolutely. Beautiful, buttery, flaky, incredible croissant, right? They do have a very good time. Now, French wines, we do need to talk a little bit about them. Mm-hmm. And we, we probably should get an expert aboard. I, this this feels like expert territory to me because, uh, you know, I imagine there's an incredible breadth and depth of wines and grape varieties and all kinds of things that we need to talk about. Oh, okay. Yes. That's I don't funny. know which is the best part to talk about it, France, and, and if you go how you would encourage people, the food, the scenery – um, just the beauty of the people having having a little rough and tumble with the language with the French, yeah. Yep. Um, and and then of course the wines. Yeah. Look, um, for me, a place like if we if we just focus on Paris, for yes. me, it's another one of those cities where you can go with a list of things that you want to do, like go to the Louvre or the Musée d'Orsay or you know all these big yes. or the you know Notre Dame, but no, yes. uh, um, not so much at the moment. Um, and you can do those things. Or you can, you can just go and walk, right? The so boulevards. just yes. explore and just head up on head up to Montmartre and sit on the steps of the Sacre Coeur up there as the sun goes down with a bottle of red wine and a and a, you know a baguette or something. An unbelievable experience, you know. And so you did a fair bit in your two days. Yeah, just walking around, you know, and you know it's it's just it's to me it's like New York. It's a bit you know there's cities like that where yes there are some mega attractions that you can go and do, or you can just let the thing wash over you and just let the let the adventures kind of unfold. And they can be next to nothing, you know, literally a, a, a an attempted conversation with someone in a park or, you know, bludging a gitan cigarette from someone or, you know, or, you know, literally just some kind of random encounter. So, mister, mm-hmm. what about frogs' legs and snails? Okay, so yes to the frogs' legs. Wow. But I think I might leave the escargot to you, Julia. Ah, oh, see... I think the escargot are okay, but you don't worry about all those little frogs having to go around in a wheelchair from where on in you've had dinner. No, it's funny. I remember the T-shirt from a restaurant in Vanuatu yes. in the 80s, the, the Hustelay had the frogs in wheelchairs. But yes. no, 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 I think I'm fine. Yeah, you? give me the frog's legs. Yeah. Okay, I'm back to the croissant. Thank you very much. Okay, yeah. Yep. Listeners, now I'm very, very excited to introduce Sandrine Le Gaillard from Entire Travel. Sandrine, hello and welcome and we're looking forward to hearing from you all about lovely France, which we've just been talking about ourselves. So, unbeatable? Yes, definitely. <laughs> and and do we start in Paris as the most obvious place to begin? Yes, Paris is a stunning city and it's a must for any first-time visitors, definitely. There's so much about it. 
And what do you think the top five experiences that you can't miss in that magical city are? Uh, I will definitely do a dinner cruise on the river. Um, dinner because we don't call Paris the city of lights for nothing. Right. I love, I love Paris by night. It is turning all the historical building alleys up and it's just for me magical. Um, so that's a must. Um, Another thing I will definitely do, and I think it's quite fun, it's actually um, a tour. You can do an hour, two hours, three hours um, in a two-CV Citroën car. Do you know these old classic French cars? We do. Yeah. So you can just see Paris from the back seat of a Citroën, you know, two-CV. So it's classic, stylish French car, and you've got your personal chauffeur, and you will share lots of stories about Paris and and I think it looks, it's quite personalized and, and private. You feel like you are with a local. So that's another one I will definitely do. And, um, and I think Paris, um, you need to walk and get lost in Paris. <laughs> um, we've got so many beautiful quarters to explore. But uh, another great way actually to get your bearings around the city will be maybe to do like a gourmet tour. Or yes. just chocolate and pastries, yeah. Just Everyone chocolate and pastries. <laughs> just chocolate and pastries in Paris. Doesn't that sound something? <laughs> yes, exactly. So, And you've got a variety of tasting. Of course, you do some tasting as well. And you stroll like a, a Parisian, let's say, through the, um, the medieval part of the Latin Quarter. It's uh, And the Latin Quarter is actually great. It's famous for its uh, specialty food shops. Um, it is for me another must um, and a walking tour. So anything like walking tour, but for me, obviously, France is all about food, right? So I will definitely recommend one of those. And um, and for the history and the art, uh, you have to go to the Louvre. Yes, of course, I don't know you if have you've to go to the Louvre. Yeah, yes. you have to take that off your list, and and you have to feel like royalty maybe for a day and make your way to Versailles. That, uh, and and to, it's just slightly outside Paris, Versailles. It is an yeah. hour away, Sandrine, would you think? Yes, and it's quite easy to do even on a on a tour, to include that as yeah. part of a tour, exactly. But uh, And you can even include uh, the Giverny um, Gardens, you know, really famous as well. So uh, there's plenty, but those will be probably the must for me. You know? And for, I guess, Australians, they love the cabaret style. So you may want to maybe go to the Moulin Rouge or the Lido for one of the other evenings you may spend in Paris. Now, there's mm. a couple of things I'm going to ask you. Ben, of course, loves a walking tour, so Paris is the city for him. But the Louvre, yes. I heard that if you actually go to every exhibition in the Louvre uh, and and walk through it all, it would take you – five days a week full-time for <laughs> nine months to cover it. Would you think that would be accurate? Yes, I think it's probably it's probably right, totally. Yeah, I, I think you have to go where um, it depends on your interest, I guess. Yes. Um, for some, it's the Roman culture. For some, they want all to see, you know, the uh, La Joconde uh, from Leonardo da Vinci. Or, so it, it depends totally of your of your interest. We've got Egyptian as well, um, exhibition, like, uh, but I... Five days, yes. That's five days a right. week for it's, nine it, months. It is huge. It is huge. But it is, yeah, it is a must. I will just recommend you check the program first and see what you like, what's your interest. And if you do go with kids, actually, because we've got so many museums in France, and for kids, sometimes can be a bit daunting, let's face it. Um, we do have, we can organize as well some treasure hunts. 
in the Louvre. Oh, that would be so amazing. So make it a bit more fun. So if you go as a family, yeah, it's something to consider. That's a very beautiful one. Now I'm just going to go back to the other, uh, the uh, one of the other five experiences you suggested, which was the cabaret. And yes. I have a funny little story for you about that um, and mm-hmm. the can-can. Just recently I was at a ball of my old school, which was a Catholic convent, and they had can-can dancers to open it. And I said wow. to the ladies, are you aware why can-can dancing was so sought after and so much loved back in its day? It because the girls did not wear knickers, did they? <laughs> no, you're true. No, they didn't. So. That's why everybody loved it, because they'd swish those skirts around and do the splits and lift it up and show their behinds with no knickers on. No wonder it was so popular. Not the thing to be doing at a Catholic girls' convent. They did not know. However, a wonderful show to go and see at the Moulin Rouge these days, or any sort of cabaret. You're absolutely right. Now, getting around mm-hmm. Paris, um, mm-hmm. walking, the metro, um, yeah. a tour that just takes you to all the highlights. What's your suggestion? Mm-hmm. Yes, ex- exactly what you mentioned, actually. I love walking. I need You need flat shoes in Paris, so we've yes. got so many cobblestone, uh, cobbled streets, sorry. Um, and uh, for me, walking is the best way to see a, a city. But I have to say, from to take you from one point um, of the city to the other, the metro is just so easy. Um, I found it so easier than in London, to be honest. Um, so it's kind of easy to cover a big part of the city. But walk uh, through the gardens, you know, the Jardin des Tuileries, and and explore and and go to Montmartre. And walking, I think for me, I'm a bit, I, I'm with Ben on this one. Is always one of the best way to see a, a city. And the metro maps are very easy to follow, of course, aren't they? Oh, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, um, yes, so, so what, easy. You can't get lost. What would you say the main districts were when you talk about Montmartre um, and, you know, Le, the Marais, which is now very famous? Yep. What are yep. the districts people should go to? Um, usually Saint-Germain, Saint-Germain-des-Prés um, and uh, Le Marais, definitely. Lots of restaurants in Le Marais, so it's good for, for dining. Um, you have to go to, to see um, Le Sacré-Cœur um, yes. in Montmartre, obviously. This is more the artist, uh, like lots of artists and then craft uh, area. Um, and um, maybe the opera, of course, um, the, the opera quarter as well. So whether you're on the left or the right bank, there's plenty to see. And I don't know if you know about the small island in the middle between the left and the right bank. It's called uh, Ile de la Cité. Yes. And you've got there um, the Sainte-Chapelle, so it's a chapel. You've got the most beautiful stained windows, like glass windows, in, in the entire world. It is stunning, so I strongly recommend to go and check that out too. So, no, and, and thank you because it's good to know where the best places are to visit. While you talk about Le Marais, um, my mm-hmm. French is not as good as Ben's. What about, and you say there's a lot of places to eat there, what about food in Paris generally? Where should we go? What which, what should we eat? What should we expect? What what should we order? Oh my God! Um, for me, you can't go wrong anywhere, really. You have to go to a bistro. Like it's really traditional, you know, the little Parisian bistro when we love to sit on the terrace and just do people watching. Um, this is the classic, you know, have your coffee and, and a croissant in the morning if you like. 
Um, the Saint-Germain, the Latin Quarter, Le Marais is really fancy because there's so many, so many restaurants in a such tiny like uh, area, like it's really, really dense. But um, in terms of specialties, you know, you talk about Paris. So for me, I'm originally from Brittany, so I always look for crêperie because I love my crêpe. Um, some people would like to try the snails, um, which is beautiful too. Uh, the Bœuf Bourguignon, the Cocovin, any traditional restaurant, a brasserie, we call them. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah the brasserie, uh, you will have that traditional French food. Uh, you've got so many options. Um, no matter where you are staying in Paris, you, you can't go wrong anyway. You will have plenty of options in terms of restaurants and dining. Now, let's yeah. move out of Paris, Sandrine, mm-hmm. for a minute. How yeah. do you suggest we get around? Do we go by coach? Um, do we drive ourselves? What about the canals, sailing the canals? Uh, um, the canal, I'm... Like it, it is a stunning experience. So what you can do on the canal, we've got so many canals in France, actually. And this is the perfect way to explore regional France, the, the other province. It's not all about Paris. And I'm, I'm so happy when I hear Australians saying they went to different regions like Burgundy, Champagne or the Loire Valley. Um, you can either self-drive and you don't need a license, actually. So you can uh, drive your own boat. So oh, you are right. your own captain. You can cruise the canals. It's really easy. Um, and you have to go through the locks uh, on your own as well. Or you can do something, I'm sure you will love that, uh, what we call barge cruising. Yes. Barge cruising is like a hotel barge. So it's fully inclusive experience. It's amazing food, amazing wine, fully inclusive. Uh, you've got people to look after you. So you just need to sit back, relax, enjoy your glass of wine on the deck, enjoy the scenery. The tour guide will take you to um, do some day excursions, so take you to the local markets. If you're in the Champagne region, you'd go Champagne tasting. So it's not a bad life. For oh, a week. absolutely wonderful. And and you can do barge cruising as well. You can mix it up with bike riding as well, can't you? So you, you yes, definitely. You can have the bikes on board, and you can. Uh, that's such a nice way you can just cycle along the tow path. And because um, usually the barge, you've got a captain, so you don't have to look after that part. You can say, "Say, hey, captain, I'll see you at the next lock." And in the meantime, you go to the local bakery, get your croissant and and your coffee, and and meet um, the captain at the next lock. So it's it's an amazing way to experience uh, regional France. I strongly recommend. Canal du Midi is very, very popular. It's the oldest canal in France. It's about 300 years old. So it's in the south of France. Yes. And I will say as well, Burgundy is another region that's very popular. Um, Burgundy ticks all the boxes, the food, the wine, the medieval town, the castles, are very accessible as well from Paris. Um, but there's there's plenty to choose from. I, I, yes, I think I think cruising the canals is one thing that people should absolutely consider because when you mm. talk to anybody who's done it, they just say it was the highlight of their trip. What it, wherever they were in the rest of the world, cruising the canals in France was just it for them. So people really should consider it and investigate it. Now I'm going to ask you about other hidden gems apart from sailing. Um, the waterways, what what do you think? What would you suggest as some hidden gems that people might not otherwise find out about Sandrine? Um, I would say Alsace. Alsace is so picturesque. It's stunning. Um, you probably know Strasbourg. Yes. Um, very famous for the Christmas markets. If you have to be in Europe during winter, try to make it to the Christmas markets. It's um, For me, it's like, it's amazing. 
uh, Colmar, it's stunning. And, and you know, you've got that Franco-Germanic uh, influence. And you can see that in the cuisine and the language as well. Um, and um, I, I have to mention Brittany because it's where I'm originally from. And I'm very passionate about my region. And what is, what totally, is it about Brittany that makes you so passionate? Uh, because it's off-beaten path for, for Australians. We don't have yeah. wineries, but what we do have, it's a, it's a Celtic region. So it's, it's got that strong culture, Celtic culture. We've got lots of town of art and history. And you go to a crêperie, but you go into a dungeon, like in an old fortress. We've got fishing villages, marina. The seafood is amazing. It's all about the seafood, the cider, the crêpes. And I think for families, Brittany should be more on the map. Um, we've got so many options, so many beautiful islands with no cars. Uh, it's famous for the, for the tides as well. I don't know if you're familiar with the king tide, but I remember as a kid, you know, you have king tides. People will come by coach to the, to the beach and you go and pick the mussels and you clean them, have them fresh for lunch. And that's when the tide is out or in? Yes. When no, the tide is like, right out. Brittany uh, has yeah. to go on the French map then for the rest of us. Now, what about a ski place, a summer spot? Some a oh, spring yeah. spot with seasonal destinations in France. What do you recommend? Uh, I love in terms of obviously the French Riviera and with the Provence, um, it's it is stunning. If you want something as well a bit um, different, um, lots of people know the Basque Country in Spain, but they don't really go and explore the Basque Country in France. And for me, this is a little hidden gem. Biarritz will be the main city, but all around Biarritz, you've got Bayonne, um, Andai, Saint-Jean-Luc, Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port, where the Camino starts from, actually. This is for the beach. You've got the beach, yes. the beaches, and the mountains. And um, again, a strong Basque so, culture. So should, is that a summer destination, do you think, or a winter? Yeah. Or either? Summer. Summer. Summer, yeah. summer special. And skiing, of course, yeah. in France is just absolutely wonderful, oh, like skiing. it is in all of Europe. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Wherever you go, what I love, it's you can just pack your, your backpack with your picnic lunch in the morning and you just – Never take the same trail the whole day. You just go and explore. <laughs> so along the French Riviera, what else would you would you think there was that we could absolutely enjoy for those of us who might not have been? Uh, I would say try to go a bit off beaten path again. I know Cannes is famous, Saint-Tropez is famous, but actually for me it's more about the smaller villages just, uh, just beyond that. Um, I've stayed for five nights in a little village called Mougin and it's um, it's pedestrian uh, pedestrian village and that's turning and it's a great base go to Aise, go to Saint-Paul-de-Vence Villefranche-sur-Mer um, feel free to go and explore a bit more outside of the all the, the coastline yes love Antibes Antibes I have to say by the coast it, it is turning love it um, so maybe outside of these bigger bigger cities and well-known town you you may be surprised actually what shouldn't we be doing in France? What are the things not to do? And not don't to do. tell us not to have a love affair with a French man because we all should do that. <laughs> I will say if you go to a shop and you enter and you ask straight away, um, deux croissants, please. Let's say you are the bakery. Without yes. saying bonjour, I don't think so it will go down well, um, like anywhere in the world. But And try to learn to say um, I'm Australian because right. French people, they love, if you say you're from Australia, oh, oh, you will see the, the, the change. <laughs> they just, their face just lit up. 
Um, so you say so you for need it, to learn to say. Australian, is that what it is? Yeah. So as a woman, I will say je suis Australienne. Yes. And as a man, I will say je suis Australien. There you go. Slightly different. But if we get the yes. two, if we get the endings wrong, not so bad, just so long as the Australian no, it's cute. Is, is fine. <laughs> and that makes a difference, does it? Yes. Oh, totally. Because keep in mind that French people, they dream about maybe coming one day in their life to Australia and so far away. And, you know, you are from the country, from the kangaroos and the koalas and, and the wallabies, the rugby. I mean, so it's, um, it's, yeah, it's big. It's very important. So I think you should all learn to say that, definitely. I just would like to know what the websites are that you can suggest where our listeners can go to find out more of everything you've been talking about. Uh, they can go on frenchtravel.com.au um, and they will find some blogs so that can give them more ideas as well and uh, and feel free to contact any of our experts. Um, we'll be really happy to put this together for them. That would be amazing. That would be wonderful and that would be sensational. Sandrine, merci beaucoup. Mm -hmm. It has been terrific to talk to you and you just make us want to go there. Yes. yes. Thank you. But thanks a lot for having me. Thank and you. Again, merci beaucoup. Uh, au revoir. Merci. Merci, à bientôt. Au revoir. Au revoir. Listeners, you're going to love what we have for you next. Guillaume Brahimi, an award-winning French-born chef, and we're really lucky to have him with us today. Guillaume, hello and welcome. We're really excited to be speaking with you. Yeah, good morning. Um, yeah, very happy to be here. <laughs> hey, um, before we get started on all things French food, um, can you tell us a little bit about you and, uh, and what you do? Well, um, I immigrated to Australia about 25 years ago. Time's flying. Um, I live in Sydney. I've got some bistro Guillaume uh, in Sydney, Melbourne, and Perth. Mm -hmm. So I travel around Australia all the time. And uh, I feel very uh, lucky and very privileged to call Australia home. We're very lucky, Guillaume, though, that after having been here for 25 years, you still have your accent. Yeah, that's a, a very good thing. I, I I speak French to my children, and uh, and I do have a lot of uh, lot of friend in in France, so I speak a lot of French. Because well, because women would fall in love with you instantly, Julia. Guillaume, whether you can cook or not. Who cares, really? Can you uh, tell us in really general terms a bit about French food? I mean. I think there's probably some cliches that we think of. We think about soufflés and ah. coq co au vin or dac à l'orange or croissant. It must be more than that. I think, you know, when you said to me, uh, describe French food, uh, straight away coming to my mind, uh, the season, mm -hmm. you know, the French follow the season. Beyond, um, I guess, seasons and regions, is there a real essence or spirit of French cooking that kind of underpins it. What's what's it about? Oh, you know, it's uh, it, it's uh, uh, le savoir vivre. You know, oh. we uh, we we do we take a food seriously? Uh, no, it's part of the way we live. So, so savoir uh, vivre is how savoir to live. Vivre, the way the way we live. The way you know, we live. In, yes. uh, in France. Uh, at breakfast, the conversation you will have is what you're having for lunch. <laughs> and at lunch, you will say what we're having for dinner. And at dinner, you will say what you have for lunch. That, that's Fantastic. how the French live. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's how I describe the, the, how we take a food. So is that, are we serious about it? Um, 
yes and no yes because that's 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 <laughs> you know we don't know about sandwich in france you know when i was at school we used to have a free course meal for lunch at the canteen <laughs> Uh, you know, I remember, I remember my grandmother when I immigrated to Australia, and I said, "Mummy, you're not going to believe it. Uh, they've got bread with a shelf life date on it." Oh. My grandmother couldn't understand. She said, "What do you mean?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. They tell you when the bread's going to be off, like in seven days, mm. and it's cut and it's square. Food is the way we live. It's uh, the savoir vivre is about, um, you know, like for me." Um, School was never great. I was not good at all at school, uh, uh, being dyslexic and so many problems. And and but when I used to come home, uh, the smell of the roast chicken uh, was saying to me, "Everything's okay. The roast chicken's cooking." You know. Oh, that's a okay. nice thing to know. Mm. Everything's okay. And, and, yes. And, and you know, that was a uh, my security blanket in a way. Mm. The smell of the cooking in my mum's kitchen and. We were not unusual. Every home in France got a smell in the kitchen mm. of what's cooking for dinner. Yeah. And like, for example, we go shopping. My dad can cook an egg, but my dad on Saturday will go to five different markets to buy the goat cheese from 10 kilometers, to buy the, the gruyere one kilometers away, and to buy the best strawberries uh, five kilometers away. That's the way we... We know we go to the small producer to buy specific item. Mm. So if we were um, if we were having a, a typical French day today, what what would we be eating? Well, in the morning, you know, there's nothing wrong with a baguette and some nice butter, mm-hmm. yeah, or and a croissant. <laughs> nothing and, wrong at all. And, and and at lunch, you know, you probably would have a. Um, you know, we we are in, in summer at the moment in France, so you will have you know a beautiful salad with maybe some uh, some uh, some uh, some avocados, some beautiful tomatoes. Tomatoes are outstanding at the moment, so that you know you will have something like that, and a piece of grilled fish, mm-hmm. uh, a sea bass or a sole or a turbo, mm-hmm. and and uh, and at night, you know, we uh, uh, we. You know, you think about what's on season, so you will think about some asparagus, beautiful asparagus salad uh, with a nice uh, Hollandaise sauce, with a sauce uh, with uh, egg and butter, <laughs> and, and uh, maybe a nice uh, uh, lamp uh, because at the you know spring and summer is when you eat the lamp in France. Mm. And for dessert, you know, there's nothing wrong with a beautiful tart of raspberry tart or peach tart. Or one of my favourites, uh, abricots. So, so it's, it's sort of cooking the reverse. We go shopping with a shopping list, uh, for, for and we've decided already what we're going to cook. It's the reverse. You go to the markets and you find what's there, and you cook Absolutely. as a result. Yeah, it's Absolutely. Yeah, what you buy. Mm. Guillaume, do you have a um, particularly a particular favourite part of France, both just to visit because of the kind of place it is, but also where the food is particularly exciting? Uh, I love, uh, I was, um, in July, I took my children to an island called Ile de Ré. So, Island of Ré. So, Ile for the island, mm-hmm. de, de, and Ré, R, E. It's a small island near La Rochelle on the Atlantic part of France. Mm-hmm. And the market there were like 
every morning I get up and I went to the market. Awesome. And I bought some fruit for my children when they get up. They have beautiful fruit salad. I bought some seafood. I bought some vegetable. And I was, ah, it's just bring me so much joy mm. um, to see, you know. And I was looking at this, at this commerçant, this, these people, you know, this, uh, working at the market. And I was like, my God, I'm so excited today. But they do that every day. Mm. Every day. And, you know, you go to the market there, and I'm sure you will have that at the grower market. I'm looking at the apricots, and and I say, oh, are they all right? And he said, try one. Yeah, exactly. You know, you try one yeah. apricot. Like, try to do that in a shopping, in a supermarket. <laughs> Just help yourself. You end, up at, you end up at the police station. You'd be escorted out, yeah, very quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know what I mean? That's that's. Uh, and I will ask, I will say, I want some melon, you know. And, and, and the, 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 the lady said to me, ah, oh, no. When's that for? I say, oh, for about you know, half an hour when, when my children wake up. And she will say to me, oh, no, I'm sorry, they're not good. They're not ready yet. Wow. Do you know anybody who said that? <laughs> That's the way. And I, and she said, but my abricot are perfect. And she will say to me, but go. Uh, I saw the melon to the opposition, and they, I think they're better than mine today. Do you know oh, what I, I mean? Like, That's, yeah, it's great. Doesn't happen <clears throat> in the local supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> so, Guillaume, if we're back in Paris, uh, yeah. and, and we're – Considered the markets, etc., and what you've been saying, which is really good. Um, what's a must-have meal in Paris? Uh, firstly, before any meal, I will sit down at a terrace of a bistro mm-hmm. and have a glass of wine, and and take the moment, take a moment to observe nice. and enjoy yeah. the scenery. And 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 maybe after the first glass of wine, the waiter will come and say, "Can I bring you a little bit of saucisson and bread and butter?" That's and you crazy. know what you're going to say? You're going to say, "What a great idea!" <laughs> <laughs> and the time will pass, and you will have the best time. That's how you start uh, your day, your holiday day in Paris. And after that, you know what? You might find a nice little bistro, and uh, you will start with a dozen freshly chuck oysters. Mm. A selection of it with a nice glass of Sancerre. <laughs> and after that, you will say, what should I have? And the person will say, well, we just got some beautiful sole today. You know, the flat fish yeah. sole. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and for me, that cooked whole and debone in front of you mm. with a little butter and lemon and some asparagus. Uh, it's, you know, glass of Chablis. We're all just nodding, yes, just nodding <laughs> here quietly, Guillaume. And interesting, <laughs> interesting, yeah, interesting that you say that because we ask people we're talking to um, if they have moments when they're travelling, um, and you've just described one without yeah. us even having but, to ask. But you know, I, I, I want, uh, and I call them my happy place. Mm. You know, the moment when you sit down and you try your glass of wine, you're on the terrace. And and that moment, it's few seconds when you're saying, "Wow, I'm happy." That's a happy place. The moment when you try your oysters with a piece of bread with some salted butter, that moment there, that's a happy place. <laughs> it is indeed a happy mm. place. Yes. Now, the other thing that we ask um, uh, is whether you have a simple French recipe or your favourite recipe doesn't even need to be French that you can give so our listeners just get the essence of what you do. But simple and easy. Uh, you know, like I'm thinking now at the moment in winter in Sydney, I will buy a great chicken, like a, 
Saskia Bear Barrow Savare chicken. Um, I will put that in the oven with some garlic, thyme, bay leaves, a little bit of sea salt, a um, little bit of butter on top of the chicken, and three quarters through, I will put some kefir potatoes in it, so the jus of the chicken will get my potato crispy. Wow. I will do I will do a beautiful salad with some tarragon in it, and uh, happy days. <laughs> yeah, and that, that sounds unbelievable, but it also sounds pretty simple to me. Oh, very right? simple. Yeah, but, I think that's, food, that's the beauty food, of it. Food, you know, when you've got a great chicken, yeah. well, don't have to just do too make much. Sure to you it. cook it properly. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think I think more you're putting on the plate. Uh, in a way, the chef show his insecurity by putting 20 feet on the plate. You know, if you, if when I order John Dory in a restaurant, I want to eat John Dory. Yeah. When I order a chicken, I want to taste a chicken. You've been really inspiring, you know. <laughs> Just nah. how, to, how to shop and how to cook and mm. how simple it can be. I'm, I'm going to ah. rethink the way I go shopping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Guillaume, um, Amazing, thank you. I think you've been extraordinarily inspirational. Well, uh, my, my pleasure. I'll, I'll, uh, I'm very passionate about uh, where I come from. Um, um, you know, uh, I'm very uh, lucky to the way Australia and Sydney opened their arm to me. Um, but my heart, you know, I, I, I was, I will, I, I consider myself a little bit like a window of France, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm, yes. I'm like an, I'm, I'm an ambassador of my born country, and I'm very proud of it. Well, where where can our listeners find you online, and where the, where can they find you, Guillaume, uh, just to experience uh, what you've been talking about? <laughs> well, they they can come to my bistro uh, in George Street in Sydney. They can come to my bistro in Melbourne and Perth. Um, um, I. And uh, yeah, I've, I've got books out. I've got uh, three books. One uh, called French Food Safari, and I've got one called uh, Food for Friends and Food for Family. Uh, Food for Friends. I give all the the the, the takings to uh, to Livehouse, the Chris O'Brien Cancer Center, mm-hmm. and Food for Family. The 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 proceed goes to um, uh, the Breast Cancer Foundation. So. And is there a Guillaume Brahimi website or blog? Yeah, like that? yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, if you go to uh, bistoguillaume.com.au, yes. Perfect. And what street in Melbourne and what street in Perth, Guillaume? So in, in Perth and Melbourne, we're in the Crown Resort. Oh, oh right. Okay. That's easy enough easy to, to find. find you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, on, the, on the Yarra in, in, um, in Melbourne and in Perth, we're uh, in Burwood uh, near the, the Optus Stadium. So... Fantastic. Guillaume, merci beaucoup. Eh, le plaisir pour moi. Merci, Guillaume. Allez, les bleus, ah. non? Eh, ah. Oui, we need as much. <laughs> we need as many chants we need with the, like the wallaby. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But you never know. We no. never give up. That's true. Thank you. À bientôt. Okay. Eh, bonne semaine. Au revoir. Paul, hello and welcome back. It's Thrilling to have you as ever, and we're talking to Paul Diamond from Selector Magazine, which is part of Wine Selectors. And today, Paul, we are in France and excited about it. Oh, what a place to be. I mean, how could you not be excited about being in France? Um, God, it's such a, uh, a very special place. Um, yeah, it's, it's, 
It's very, very good. I was was lucky enough to have been there for the last two weeks. I've only just gotten back. So um, I am still in love with France. Now, Paul, when you talk about champagne when you go to Paris, and of course you would be doing that, if you had a couple of days and you just wanted to try champagne in France, what would you be doing? Oh, look, you, you probably the best thing to do is get on a train and, and go to Champagne. There are two main towns um, in Champagne. One is called Reims or Ras, as the French, French pronounce it, or Epinay. How you, and, and how do you pronounce? How do you spell them both? I'm sorry. So Epinay is E P E R N E Y. Yes. Or A Y, I think. Um, and Reims is R E I M S. No H in there. <coughs> nope. Okay, Reims and Epinay. Okay, off you go. So we've arrived there. Is it a big region or a small region? It, look, it, it's it's certainly not a massive region. It's a very condensed area around two main towns. Um, and, you know, you, you don't need a car. I mean, unless you were going to, to, to go out and explore vineyards, you can very much um, catch a train into into town, into Reims, and, and, yeah, and explore. Most of the big houses have all of their... Their caves, which are big limestone caves, which are underground, which which they use to age, age the wines. But there's also a whole heap of experiential historical stuff that you can do that's really centred around Champagne and the production of it. So that's how that would probably be a really good way to spend a couple of days is just catch a train straight there. Um, the food's fantastic. Um, the history's fantastic, and the people are really lovely. They're very warm and welcoming. When you're there. So you've had just two days in 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 the Champagne region, and you've got you're travelling around France where you want to go. So tell us the four wines that we should be if we if we do nothing else, these are the four that we should be drinking. You should be trying a white Burgundy from Burgundy. You should be trying Pinot Noir from Burgundy. Um, you should be drinking rosé from Provence or Avignon around down um, on the Mediterranean coast. Um, and you should be drinking Shiraz from the Rhone Valley. Um, there are, of course, many, many, many other choices to make. But if you really want to, you know, tick some some four good corners of the box, they're, they're four great places to start. Thank you. Now, what have been some of your best experiences, your most memorable moments in that part of the world? Um, I, look, uh, on my honeymoon a little while ago, I was lucky enough to take my wife to, to the Rhone Valley and it was such a beautiful, beautiful, um, a beautiful day. We were sort of on on a river. We got it on a push bike. Um, we rode across the wheel in Hermitage, which is in um, in the Rhone. Then we basically just went to a little cellar door, um, and we had a glorious tasting. And the the interesting thing about the the way that the French they have um, bigger companies that have wines from all over the region so we got to taste everything from that that region in one place which was just beautiful um and yeah so the the cellar door that we went to was Chaputier, um and it was one of the best days of my life oh how fantastic and any others and then i'll tell you about my lucky cousin in france um look there yeah look i was lucky enough to spend some time as i said a couple of weeks ago in um in, in, in Burgundy, and I got to spend a couple of days tasting the, the, the great wines of Chablis, um, and that was just incredible. Um, all Chardonnay, there's there's no red grapes grown there. Well, there are, but they're not appellated. You can't say that they're from Chablis. And I got to sp- spend some time meeting some of these producers 
and tasting these absolutely glorious wines. It made me fall back in love with with white wine again. Um, it was truly, truly exceptional. Yes, because Chablis has not been in fashion for a while, has it? Mm, and I don't know why, um, but Chablis is, is literally just, just – it's a town. Um, Chablis is literally a town. So the, the style of Chablis – not as rounded as, as sort of most Chardonnays are, particularly from Australia. They're, it's very delicate, fine and, and, and salty and fresh. Um, and it's it's such a small place. You can really spend one day and get a really good sense of it all and the wines are just absolutely phenomenal. Um, it, uh, it, it was all that I could not to buy lots and lots and lots and bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had your one of your best days ever there. My cousin, my baby boomer cousin, and she of the sex, drugs and rock and roll generation, as I call baby boomers, um, a couple of years ago with her husband decided that they really didn't want to live in Canberra anymore. So they bought a barge and they have been going up and down the canals of France for the last three years. And she says they stop off at these little villages that you were talking about. They go Mm. into the local bakery and they order the local wines. And yep. she said she didn't know that life could be so good as it is right now. And they come home for Christmas and every time they come home, they think, should they go back? And they cannot go, wait to go back to get on their barges. They struggle a little bit at the locks, Paul, with the language because mm. yep. the French won't help them with any English. So no. they're on the verge of crashing all the time. But, you know, when they do that, they can just pull the boat up, go to the local village. Yep. And just have the wines and not even think about the barge again and its problems. And they, yeah, like look, you, that, are in heaven. That they are living the dream, that's for sure. They are indeed. And I suggest that to anybody who has the time in life to go and buy a barge and just travel the canals of France and drink the wine and to go to the little bakeries as well. I couldn't imagine anything better to do in retirement. Now, let me ask you just before we let you go, any one last thing you would like us to think about French wines and what we should be doing here if we can't get to France? Yeah, look, I mean, we're lucky in that we do see a a, a pretty decent um, range of of French wines. The only problem with French wines is, is working out where they're from. Now, in France, they don't generally put the grape variety um, on the bottle. So unless you know what you're looking for, it's, it's hard to navigate. So, But if you do go to – if you are in a retail area and you say, look, I want to try a French Chardonnay, for example, just ask the person um, in, in the retail store to help you. Um, that's probably the best place to start. And then just start to try lot, lots of different things. I mean, the good thing about, you know, trying wine in that way, you're always going to have something completely new um, each time you buy a bottle. So just, just start exploring. And there are those of us who just – want to hang out all the time with a Shiraz. Well, that's true. Yes. And that's the beauty of it. You can just do that and still try a range of Shirazes and still be very happy. Thank you. Wonderful to speak to you as ever. Always a pleasure. Join me on my barge in a couple of years, Paul, you and your wife. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Thank you. <laughs> speak to you next time. Bye. Okay. Comment ça va maintenant? D'après ici? <laughs> J'ai faim. Ah, Et oui. je veux voyager à France maintenant. Now listen, this is becoming a language competition oh, between the two of us. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so, um, despite that, pleased that you're going to 
be leaving Paris and voyaging a oh, little further into the country? Yeah, I mean, look, there's so much to love about Paris, but obviously so much more to see beyond beyond that amazing city. So uh, my bags are packed, Julia. Barge on a go. canal? Uh, barge, canal, uh, comfortable tour bus, train, you name it, I'm there. Uh, me too. I'll go with you. Okay. Until next week then, Ben, because we're going to be somewhere else in the world. Just a little minute before we head off to France together. A bientôt. Merci beaucoup. <laughs>